So we're not the same people, are we? No. Meaning we're not the same people we used to be. As in when we got married? When we met, when we dated. Dang. How long has it been now since we got married? Can't tell people that. We have to. It's been too long. But we got married when we were like five, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. We just had our 20th anniversary. It's a long time. It's a very long time. And if you're just joining us for the first time, my name is JD Miller. This is my beautiful wife, Alini Muller. Alini Muller. Former the Silva. That's beautiful. Former the Silva. We've been married for 20 years now. When people get together, um, there is that desire for permanence. And I don't know if you remember, but when we were dating, we had other couples that were dating at the same time. And a lot of the complaints were, uh, the complaints that we used to hear was were of the kind of, oh, he's not the same, or oh, she's not the same. When, when usually that meant the relationship is going south. Yeah. But, you know, here we are. We're definitely not the same. I'm kind of glad. Right? I feel like, I don't know, you get better. This has been a big year for you. Why? Because... Uh, you, you celebrated 20 years of being married to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we we both uh, turned another dec- decade. I'm not gonna say what because uh, which one because. Well, I'm going to say it because y'all are thinking 50 and nope, it's 40. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's thinking 50. <laughs> so, uh, I'm excited for forties. They say it's the best one. I'm we'll excited see. for forties. And you are generating another human inside of you. So it appears. Alini is an overachiever. And right now she is going to have four kids. Not at in... the same time. I already had three. Okay. Yes. Uh, but this is only her third pregnancy. Yes. I don't know what God thought was thinking, but <laughs> um, it's been a wild ride. Probably maybe July. Hopefully maybe July. <laughs> <laughs> For all you mamas out there, you know what I'm saying. Oh my God, yes. Um, let's move on to the next segment of this podcast because, yes, we have segments. Wow. Aren't you excited for segments? We're honey? so organized. We're so sophisticated <laughs> here at Marriage with the Millers. Oh God! Um, this segment is about tales, tips, and trends. Tales, tips, and trends. Every podcast episode, we're going to bring either a tale, a tip, or a trend that involves marriage. And uh, today, we want to talk about uh, the sweet spot of negative to positive interactions uh, between husband and wives. I should say husbands and wives, because uh, if I say husband and wives, it means something else. Mm. See, when you record things, you have to be very specific, because the people listening might say, hmm, he missed an S there. Was that intentional? Oy vey. No, it was just a slip up, you know, 
Sometimes grammar fails us. And this is a raw, very authentic recording in our office, home office, with the dog walking around. <laughs> so in this episode, we're bringing a tip, which is also a tale. Because in the 70s, you remember this, honey, uh, Dr. Gottman and Dr. Levinson got together and they were doing a study on couples. Um, they were trying to find out if they could predict divorce or happiness in marriage. And I believe they studied couples, uh, several couples, for something like 10 years. Um, I know, that's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And they found a system where they could predict divorce with 90% accuracy. That's just scary but it just it tells you uh, uh, that there is a way for you to somewhat of a formula yeah for you to engage one another right Mm -hmm. do you want to tell them about it well apparently there is a ratio of positive interactions to negative interactions which is five positive to one negative for couples that kept their um, interactions above five um, positive to one negative, but as I hear, also below eleven to one. Eleven to one, which is yeah, really that interesting. That, yeah, I think that they discovered a little later. Um, but yes. But okay, so five to one. If you go below five to one, meaning you have three positive interactions for every one negative, it's bad news. So it's like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you take that? Yeah. Then you have to have a massage. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's actually what they what they did. They they observed couples resolving conflict. They put them in the room, and for fifteen minutes they said, "Fight about this." And the couples that would be playful during the fight, be respectful. Um, not not make it so personal. The couples that would, in quotations, fight. Yeah, they were fighting, but they were at the same time, you know, bringing terms of endearment, discussing. calling the other person honey, love, or um, mm-hmm. uh, balancing the comments with something positive. The, the ratio there, five to one is the sweet spot. Couples, couples that were on the one to one ratio just... We're doomed. Exactly. <laughs> they, they did not doomed. last. So something, uh, something for you to consider, uh, listener, uh, that if you want to have a lasting marriage, it's important to be intentional about uh, positive interactions. And I think that that fits with our main topic of today. Marriage with the Millers is a, is a interactive podcast where you, the listener, you submit the topic that we're going to talk about. Mm. And Ooh, we got What do they have for us su- today? <laughs> I'm so excited. We got several suggestions uh, and one from a dear friend, which uh, every topic will be anonymous. But this is from but, a dear friend. But you know who you be. Yeah. We will <laughs> never share. We will never share. Um, here's a topic for today's podcast. How to keep a relationship vibrant and avoid monotony when life gets routine. Hmm. How to keep a relationship vibrant 
and avoid monotony. When life gets routine. Mm. So how do you do that? I think is the name of the game is levity. 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 I think if you can bring levity into the day to day, I don't think that's anything like you got to plan events or you have to do um, outrageous things. I don't think it's any of that. I think the monotony sets in when life is just heavy and boring, mm-hmm. right? Um, the levity of the inside jokes, the levity of um, not taking yourself too seriously. Um, yeah. I think one of the keys, right? Yeah. To well, avoiding that is levity. What would you say to somebody who says, I have too much levity because all he does or all she does is play around? And I don't feel like I have depth in this relationship. That's not levity. That is lack of vulnerability. And intimacy. And intimacy. It has nothing to do with levity. Levity is the ability to have fun with each other mm. and not take each other so seriously. To joke at one another's expense without hurting. You yeah. know, the, the levity. That's the kind of levity I'm speaking of. Depth is a whole other different yeah. thing. That's very good. I like that. I think uh, keeping life happy and joyful is something that has to be intentional. You can't always rely on personality because someone who's funny at a party or who's funny at, you know, gathering uh, on a date, um, it's not going to be funny 24 seven. And sometimes you get married and you remember that awesome person who showered and put on cologne or perfume and put, put a nice dress or a nice uh, outfit on uh, to go out on a date. And they, they were showing you their best persona, their best selves. And then you get married, especially early on. And, uh, and that person begins to fade in the monotony and the routine of life. And you feel like you can get lost in all that. And so you try to reproduce those special times by, oh, let's go out on dates. Oh, let's have this special vacation. Yeah, you're always manufacturing though. And, and, but that's not reality, right? You have to set up a special event so that you, so that you can connect to that part, part of that person. That's not, that's not realistic because it involves, when it comes to a marriage, it involves budgeting. It involves expenses, time, it, 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 time energy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the kids come, uh, things get even more complex. So if you're trying to tap into um, that same kind of vib- uh, vibrant relationship that you had when you were a new couple I, or, or dating... Um, define ans- vibrant yeah too, exactly because but the answer is not trying to reproduce what you had is to move forward yeah but you know define vibrant because what may be um you know people think oh my my marriage is vibrant because we're always out and we're always doing things that's not vibrant that's activity yeah it's just active yeah. Yeah. people active and busy and people can think that because they're not going from event to event or out every day, or especially if your personality is extra, extra an extrovert, mm. 
Yeah. You can think that your marriage is boring because you don't go out a lot. And that's not accurate. Yeah. I also think uh, another key uh, beyond levity that I was thinking about as we were getting ready to record this is you have to be able to turn off the autopilot because our brains, our minds, uh, they are designed to automate everything. And you should not automate marriage. You can. Um, you can get to a point where marriage becomes automated, but that's that's not a good recipe for good intimacy and for maintaining life and vibrancy, mm-hmm. uh, if that's the, the word here, right, mm-hmm. uh, in a marriage. Uh, and what, when I say turn off autopilot, I mean when you do tasks, when you wake up in the morning, when you go about your day, There's no doubt that by now in your life, uh, there are many parts of your life that have been automated, whether you are a routine person or not. But when you brush your teeth, you don't think about what you do uh, when you're brushing your teeth. If you do that twice a day, right, you go to the same, if if you pay attention, you go to the same place uh, and and you brush it in the same way every single day. That's not a good recipe for marriage. So my point is, when you're walking in the house, when you're going from point A to point B, uh, break the autopilot. Go in. Don't just pass by your wife. Don't just pass by your husband. Stop. Give him a hug. Give him a little squeeze. <laughs> you know. Give him a little pinch. <laughs> um, break the break those moments with a joke or um, tell him that you love him, and create situations where you you intentionally get out of autopilot and and make a connection with your spouse. Yeah, I think it's easy to become roommates in the mm-hmm. sense that you're all going about your own business. Yeah. And automatically doing the things that you need to get up and do and Yeah. um the connection gets lost. You mentioned roommates. I also think that there is when it comes when 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 life gets more complex and you and you have kids and uh, you know you're running you're running the house just running the house you can become like business partners mm-hmm. um, who's gonna cook who's gonna pick up the kids who's paying the bills who's cleaning today who's doing laundry who's folding um, you know who's washing the cars and who's gassing up the cars and all of that those are tasks. Um, it's easy to just make them a chore and forget that you're married in the process. How can you make sure that the trivial things don't turn your relationship into something trivial? Well, into a business um, interaction too. Yeah. Um, I think... That another thing that makes it less monotonous is consideration and thoughtfulness. Mm. Let me explain that. Because I think when you are doing the day-to-day life and um, it's easy to think about yourself. Yeah. And to just take care of yourself. And 
thinking, just taking a minute or two to think about something that is not for you or about you, mm. for That's your really partner, whatever that is, you know, in the day, and it could be different things. But I think it's a recipe for keeping a relationship vibrant. Yeah. Because relationships are not about gains. They're about the exchange. Uh, right? Yeah. The exchange is very important. Giving. Yes. If if you have my best interest at heart and I yeah. have your best interest at heart, no one goes in need. Yeah. On the day to day. That's um, very good. So I think like that breaks monotony because you feel you feel loved and appreciated and taken care of. And monotony yeah. is when you feel abandoned. You know that like we like what is monotony? It's not doing the same thing every day in a marriage. That's not it. You can be doing the same thing and having routines and still be 100% fulfilled. But it's the small exchanges and relationships give and take. Yeah. And Cuz life will feeling, get routine. It is because it has life to be. Life is a routine. And yeah. if it's not, you feel in chaos. We like routine. Yeah. We like having, yeah. you know, we're, we're built that way. I mean, yes. you see it in children all the time. Children that have bedtimes. Children that have structure. Yeah. They thrive in it. Mm-hmm. We actually do thrive in structure. So yeah. that's not the problem. The problem is not because we do the same thing every day. It's what do you do during it, right? It's as you move you through your routine. As you move through your routine, what are the little instances that bring you a full yeah. heart? Yeah, because yeah, routine... Does not for a lot of people listening, they think of routine, they think of sameness, they think of boredom, boredom, yeah, yeah. like they just think it's boring, yeah. Um, and then for other people, they thrive, they love routine. I like the I like the thought of consideration because many times when you get into that rut, your mind goes to what what's not being done for me, right. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't go. That shouldn't be ignored. If if you are lacking attention, love, care, um, I don't mean that you should ignore it. But the problem, the pitfall of looking to self, is that it's so easy to become a victim. And the moment you think you're a victim of your marriage, man, that's yeah. a hard place to recover. Well, and that's when you go look elsewhere, right? Yeah. You're not a victim of your marriage. You're a partner in your marriage. You make it together. And it should be carried together. And if both have this mindset of, hey, let me consider my my spouse. Let me consider my wife. Let me consider my husband. And what can I do as I consider to make their lives better, more vibrant, more joyous? And then go and do that. Simple things. Yeah, I think obviously the conversation needs to be had if you feel neglected, right? 100%. Never shy away from the conversation. Still, I think that each if each partner has it in their head, I'm going to do one at least one thing for my partner today that is about them and not about me so mm-hmm. much. Not huge, but like a thoughtful that becomes part of your daily exchange as well mm-hmm. you're always looking for something to do and you're filling up the tank you know yes. of love and joy and all the other things in the marriage and what makes a, ma- a marriage consistently vibrant is not the one thing that's going to make all the difference no it's the daily it's the one percent a day it's the daily deposits yeah 
It's the one percent a day. Yeah, that it's you not the keep thing. Keep it floating. It's the dollar that you put in the bank account every day, yeah. not the ten dollars you put once a year. Yeah, let's add some zeros to that. Right? <laughs> well, um, you know, like to ten dollars every day, not the hundred dollars once a year. That's I, okay. You balling now? Ever balling? <laughs> <laughs> one last thing that's important for our listeners to understand. We all want to get along. And a lot of times we focus on getting along. You don't want to rock the boat. You don't mention things that might be you uncomfortable. You practice avoidance. Yes, you practice avoidance. And I think that guys tend to do that more than women. Um, some women do that depending on the personality. Personality. Some it's a personality Avoid thing. conflict, yeah. But I feel like guys are more uh, prone to just not bring things up and not say things because they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to hurt. Happy wife, happy life. Exactly. Um, let me remind you of something really important. And I hope you remember this. Getting along is, is just as important as going along. You want, Everybody wants to get along. But you also have to go along if you're going to go the distance. And the difference here is if you sacrifice alignment for the sake of getting along, before long, you, you will be in different planets. You will look at your spouse and say, we're not in the same place. You're in different roads. And what happened is that you just tried to get along and you didn't, you didn't cross that bridge of discomfort and confrontation. Because you thought you were doing something good. And in fact, that was the thing that caused you to grow apart. Can I be cheeky? Be cheeky. Plus, you missed out on the makeup sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I do agree. If you don't um, actually discuss... And not everything has to be a fight. You know, I think... you. As couples, and I know we will go into these topics, but you need to learn to talk to each other yeah. and communicate your needs, your wants, your thoughts, and your disagreements. Yeah. Communicate those in a way that are respectful, in a way that are clear, yeah. in a way that are um, not attacking one another, but, yeah. but being yourself. Being able to be yourself in a marriage and not withdraw is very important. Yes. I know we'll hit all these topics at some point, but sure. Um, communication. Well, it all depends on whether our uh, listeners are going to send us these topics. Send us these topics. I'm telling you, it's worth talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Do not sacrifice going long for the sake of getting along. Yeah, baby. Next segment is probably one of my favorites because we have a jingle for it. And it's titled... <laughs> The people want to know. Get ready. It's coming. Ooh, the people want to know. 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 So, honey, the people want to know. People want to know. Yes. What do they want to know? Uh, it's a little bit of a cliche. Why? 
because I feel like this is the question that you would expect. But let's just go Hit for it. Hit it up front. Hit it up front. Mm. Uh, we somebody asked uh, on the grams, mm. how many times should a couple be intimate physically? What's the what's the number? A week. Let's say a week. Yeah. I'm gonna throw out a number. Totally not substantiated by science or anything else. Three. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's personal, right? And yes. we've read a lot about this, and we've had uh, many conversations with couples, and I think it depends on the drive of uh, individuals of both. of both. The problem uh, is rarely do they have the same. That rarely do they have the same. So here's what I'm going to suggest: the ideal number cannot be zero. <laughs> <laughs> for either partner, okay, or one. It cannot be zero or one. Um, but you should talk and be open about what would be your ideal desire. Now, guys, I know you're going to say every day. Not all guys. Not I've all heard guys. the other way, too. I've yeah. heard. Well, I was just going to say, like, get your ideal, get her ideal, and then meet in the middle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I Here's the other thing. Oh, you know, it needs to be spontaneous and whatever. And you know what? Sometimes it just needs to be on the calendar until it becomes spontaneous, until it becomes part of... Because people get busy and they get, um, you know, there's so much going on and this and that and the yeah. other. And sometimes you just need to kind of plan it, have it planned and well planned out. Until it becomes more, you have you to know. know the season you're in, right? Yeah. If you're if you're a young married couple and you have time and you're always alone at home, and you know you're Netflix and chilling, mm -hmm. uh, as the kids say, here's a, here's you're a, gonna have ample uh, opportunity to be intimate. Here's my advice: don't pull a Dick and Jane situation on Saturday. <laughs> we'll get Shade and candles. <laughs> That's a great movie. That's a great Don't movie. do it like that, you know, like yeah. it's far away. We will do it. Um, but I think you can be a little more. What is it that? What's that saying? Be mechanical until. Let it be mechanic until it becomes organic. There you go. Why did you say three? N an average. I think. Three out of seven. Three out of seven is an average every other or every two more, you know, like I think an average. Why do you think that would be beneficial to our listeners? Because I think it's um, enough that it's not for those that are struggling. It's enough that it's not a burden. It's not too much. Whereas like, I feel like I'm falling short. You know what I mean? It's a reasonable number in a week where even yeah. if your life is busy, you can find ways to ways connect. to connect. I think it's important to um, for our friends who might be having a difficult time in their marriage to understand how important physical connection is, even if you're dealing with a, a season where you're not seeing eye to eye completely. If there is room for physical intimacy to take place, of course, I don't want to ignore the complexities of what you might be dealing with, but if 
if you're hoping to get to that place where everything is deeply romantic and, you know, there are candles and you're just oozing with love, don't wait until you get there. Just connect. Connect and build on that. I think there's there's that. Mm -hmm. But there's people who have no problem having the physical, but they're not connecting. That's the other side. That's really important. Yeah. Because you have to create throughout the day moments where you contextualize a physical connection and you actually connect on an emotional level. I I think ladies um, receive that a lot more than men do. Don't you think? I don't know because I'm a strange lady. Um, But I I mean a, a playful touch, a massage, a hug, words of affirmation, acts of service throughout the day. I think we need, that's the other component that is really important is to speak each other's love language. Yeah. And I know we'll go into this, but the speaking of each other's love language throughout the day is um, just as important as the physical connection and whenever that happens. Yeah. Um, if you have made no effort to connect to your spouse or love them in their language, not yours, in days, weeks, whatever that is, and that tank is empty, that physical connection is not going to be what, what it's You can't to be. blame them for not being in the mood. Well, forget about the mood. They can even go in and they can go and do it with you. Like, so what? It means nothing. It's the tr- it's the truth. Like you can engage in the it's, physical. I can't. I wouldn't say it means nothing. It can to some people. It can be just a chore. A chore. Yeah. It can. If your if your love tank is empty, you yeah. can supply someone else's need, or even your own carnal mm-hmm. need, and not be connecting at all. That's a problem. That's because a problem, that, and Huge. that's why. You can't just put a number on it and say, all right, if you do this, no, then you're good. No, I mean, obviously, it's in yeah. I'm, I'm saying that because of the question. Yeah, there, there, there's no right or wrong number. Yeah. Except, well, there's a wrong number, zero. Yeah. Zero, one, maybe, you know, there is a wrong number. But there is no right number. If you two are both in sync and you feel like it and you want to do it every day, do it every day. Like, yeah. You know, if you want, if it's less, it's less. And there are seasons, let's be honest, that it is less because, you know, just had a baby. You had surgery. You had, you know, yeah. whatever the, you you just went through the loss of a loved one. Or maybe your spouse travels a lot. Or, you, or maybe your spouse yeah. travels. Whatever whatever the deal is, right? So there are seasons that are less. That's not the point. It's, it is the, the depth of the contact. Mm. The depth of the intimacy when you're together. It is... The passion that is not movie passion. It's the real passion. Yeah. The one that you're yeah. completely involved in one another when you're there. So the question shouldn't be how many times. No, wrong, wrong question. But it should be how connected. How do we keep our connection? How should I leave that connection feeling? Yeah. Right? What are those moments supposed to mean to me? Yeah, the physical intimacy is the culmination. It's the it's the climax. We say this all the time. Okay, no pun intended. <laughs> we say this all the time. Sex sex doesn't keep a marriage together, but it does tear it apart. Yeah. 
right? Lack of it, right? Lack of it tears yeah. it apart. So it's not what will make your marriage. But, but it, it will, will break it if it you don't break have it. it. Yeah. Yes. Maybe not a straight answer, but the right answer. I like it. Ta -na -na -na. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for uh, this episode of Marriage with the Millers. We hope to have you again for our next episode coming up in a couple of weeks. Let me encourage you to subscribe. Uh, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast player. And uh, also sign up for our emails. We'd love to have you on our list. And uh, you can send us an email at marriagewiththemillers at connectcommunity.org. Marriagewiththemillers, M-U-L-L-E-R, at connectcommunity.org. And uh, we'll take your suggestions. Let me encourage you to go follow us on uh, Instagram as well, uh, Marriage with the Millers, and uh, submit your uh, next topic. This is an interactive podcast. We want to hear from you. And uh, we are excited to, to uh, continue this and give you tools to help your marriage and help you be happy as a couple. Right, honey? Sure. And with that succinct agreement, we bid you farewell. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Love you, everybody. See you next time. Well, actually, you probably didn't know that. We're all weirdos. Mm.